Hey beautiful soul, this is the Menopause Coach Podcast with me, your host, Adele Johnston. I'm helping you create a vibrant life of joy and happiness without your menopause stealing your personal power and sass. Together, we're making menopause mainstream. Ensure you're getting enough quality sleep. It can be quite easy to take ourselves off to bed, an hour goes by, we're still pottering around, we're still on our mobile phones, we're still scrolling social media, it doesn't help. So we want to create a relaxing bedtime routine, really limit your screen time before bed. It's officially a brand new year. Welcome to the first of 2024, the Menopause Coach Podcast episodes. How cool is it that we get to spend this time together each and every single week? Really is such a blessing and I just want to thank you before we even kick off this year's episodes. It's super cool to be like, do you know what? We have another 366 opportunities ahead of us this year, which is awesome. Yes, it's a leap year. <laughs> I haven't got my numbers wrong. So I am your host, as always, Adele Johnston, the menopause coach. And in today's episode, we are tackling the topic that affects so many women that I work with, that I speak to, and probably you, if you are listening to this, having read the title of today's episode. As we enter this new phase of life at any phase of our menopause journey, being exhausted, tired, feeling fatigued, having low energy levels is certainly something that each and every one of us, myself included, will absolutely say yes to at some point that it has happened or we are experiencing it. So we're going to be specifically discussing ways to increase energy levels during this time of our life and whether you're experiencing menopause or supporting someone who is in menopause right now, whether that's perimenopause or postmenopause stage of life, then this episode is going to be packed with valuable insights that is really going to help you drive your own wants for your menopause care forward. So before we dive into this one, I want to just give a quick reminder that we need you to subscribe to the podcast, okay? If I can ask just one thing from you to help keep these episodes coming each and every single week, it would be to hit that subscribe button and make sure that if you want, of course, this is never pressured, if you want to leave us a review, then go ahead and do that. Because when you do hit the subscribe button and you leave us a review on our episodes, then it tells the podcast gods that we are one of those podcasts that people really do trust and like to listen to. And they then help other people find us easier. So I would be grateful if you could take a moment to do that for us. Thank you. Now let's get started. Menopause being that natural biological process, let's call it that, because there's a lot, lots and lots of things that are natural in life that we are just like, well, it's not okay. But it is a natural biological process that every single woman, and when we say women for the purpose of today's episode, we are talking about females born as female with female reproductive organs at birth. So when we are going through this, it is often a a very big wide range of physical and emotional or mental changes and challenges. And one of the big common complaints that I speak with a lot of women about, probably you as well during this time, is a noticeable drop in energy levels. I myself experience this regularly. Fortunately though, there are ways that we get to address this and it doesn't have to stay a challenge or an issue. 
Okay, so we're focusing on really diving inside three core areas today. Yes, of course, I am going to talk about nutrition. I would not be a nutritionist if I did not. So I am going to bring you some insights on foods and dietary interventions. I am also going to talk a bit about supplementation. So what supplements can support you with your energy levels during menopause care. And also one of my very favourite areas and aspects to coach, to teach in and to mentor through is the holistic alternative therapy practices. So we're going to touch on those and I'm going to take you through a bit of a journey as to how I myself deal with my own exhaustion levels, but also support those women around us in our team within Adele Johnston Coaching, where we support women all over the world. So we're going to kick things off with one of the most underused and overcomplicated areas, in my opinion, which is unnecessary nutrition. Okay, my three steps to success reclamation formula, nutrition is step number one. Regardless of what your goal is when you come to work with us, I always have this as a core foundation for health, well-being, happiness and fun. Yes, fun, (laughs) for sure. So what we eat plays a crucial role in our overall health and our well-being, and that is nothing new. It can significantly impact our energy levels, and it's not so much that we can get these things right, wrong, good, bad. We're not using words like that today. Instead, we're going to look at my five top tips to boost your energy through nutrition during any stage of menopause. And we're going to do this with a very, very, very beautifully tailored way. So number one, we're going to look to balance some fun and happiness inside your diet. When we talk about diet, I am not talking about weight loss or fat loss. I'm using the word diet in its true form, which is the foods that we consume. So we want to ensure that your diet is well balanced. Of course, we hear this a lot and I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm here with you, right? I'm, I'm here to explain what this means, not just in a form of we want to have some of these fruits and some of these veggies. We hear this a lot. And yes, whilst the concept is pretty simple, We also need to make sure that it's balancing in there with some fun, excitement, happiness, because food is more than just fuel for our bodies. It is also experiences. We get to connect with it. So ensuring that your diet is well balanced, incorporating a mix of foods that you find fun and bring happiness with the staples of life, such as those beautifully lean proteins that help our cells to repair and grow whole grains and healthy fats, fruits and veggies. These all help to support our body from inside out and they are a must, a staple. Please do not avoid these foods. Please make sure you are getting them in abundance inside your foundations of health and well-being for your diet. But it also, although these provide necessary nutrients for sustained energy levels throughout the day. It also allows you to have fun with the foods that you enjoy eating as well. So we talk a lot about these things like the 80-20 rule, making sure that 80% of the time you are getting all of these really rich in health and nutrition foods 
nutritionally dense foods into your dietary intake with 20% of your day, week or month then assigned to having more of the things that you just deem to be fun and exciting and vibrant and tasty. And yeah, I've not long just had a Kit Kat and it was amazing with a cup of tea. So Please do not be listening to this thinking I am here to tell you that you cannot enjoy sugars and chocolate and caffeines and alcohols. They are each of your choices to make. I make them. I've just enjoyed a chocolate bar and it was super yummy. No guilt, no shame, no apology made. So we get to balance fun and happiness in our diet. And it's so important that we do this. Otherwise, the psychology of the human brain will tell us Do not hit the big red button as you walk past Adele. What am I going to do? Of course I'm going to hit the big red button as I walk past because I've been told not to do it. And that innate psychology inside my human brain and the human, the way that we behave, our human behavior will tell me, but why am I being told not to hit the big red button? I now want to hit the big red button. I want to see what happens when I hit the big red button. It's the same if we are told that we cannot eat a certain food or experience a certain experience. We want it more. So balancing fun and happiness to the 80-20 definitely works. Point number two. Yes, okay, stay hydrated. This is a given. But dehydration, even 2%, dehydration can contribute to massive feelings of fatigue and tiredness, confusion, lacking brain function, really poor sleep opportunity. So aim for at least eight glasses of water a day or fluids. It doesn't have to just be water. All fluids count. Okay, the only one that I'm going to discredit here is alcohol. But yes, your teas and coffees do count in moderation. But consider incorporating really hydrating foods like watermelon and cucumber into your meals. You can eat your fluids. You don't just have to drink. So consider this an invitation from me to you to look at what foods you can then incorporate in as snacks or parts of meals that you too can then be increasing your hydration levels. Number three, healthy fats. Ooh, one of my favorites. Yeah, we want to include sources of healthy fats in your diet day to day. Now, these foods are quite vast, but some of the favourites of mine, avocados. Now, avocados are higher in histamine. So if you are experiencing itchy skin in your perimenopause journey, if you could see me now, my hand would be high. This was one of my, I still have it flaring up from time to time, but one of my most severe alongside a few others, but severe symptoms of perimenopause was entirely, my my whole body was just so unbelievably itchy. It was torture. Later on finding out that actually I had to cut back on some of the higher histamine foods because my histamine, histamine tolerance levels have altered and changed. And this is just something as we grow through our menopause journey ourselves, we get to become knowledgeable of our body and how our body is responding to that journey. That, my sister, gives you full empowerment of being able to then say, I'm going to eat the avocado with my breakfast, but I may just have to have an antihistamine beforehand. So we get to make these choices. We get to look at tailoring our dietary intake, um, but Healthy fats nonetheless, avocados, a beautiful source. Nuts and seeds, 
again another amazing contribution every day into my personal dietary intake and olive oil oh my goodness I can't get enough of it olives really oily fish these are brilliant intake opportunities for you to get healthy fats into your diet not only are they great for energy levels but believe me when I say they are phenomenal for your brain your bones your muscles your organs your eyes your skin your hair your nails I could go on you get the gist right But these fats provide a steady source of energy. And this is exactly what we would like. Okay, this steady release, stable source of energy and support hormonal balancing during menopause. What is not to love about healthy fats? So we want to aim for around 35 to 40% of total calorie intake to be healthy fats each day. Spread out across the week if you need to, and you will see and feel a vast improvement in your energy levels. Trust me with this one. Point number four, iron rich foods. Yes, as menopausal women, we may find that we're a bit more prone to iron deficiency from time to time. Okay, especially if you are in your perimenopause journey right now and you are having quite regular and heavy bleeds. Now, This can lead to massive amounts of fatigue and exhaustion, which some of you may not have even put two and two together around, but hopefully this is helping. But anyone like me who went through a lot of high school years with quite severe anemia, you will recall just how exhausting that fatigue can really truly be. So incorporate iron-rich foods like lean meats, if you are a meat eater. If you are not, then please make sure that you're bringing in beans, variety of and especially if you're vegan, and also dark leafy greens, okay, dark leafy green veg. These are potent with their iron richness. We want to make sure that we are getting enough of these foods into our days and our weeks. Okay, this is important. So pretty simple, right? Just incorporate this into your meals. Point five, limiting caffeine and sugar. I'm not here to be the sugar police or the caffeine police. Okay, these are two things that I too enjoy bringing into my diet. We want to limit the amount that we bring in, especially when we are over fatigued or over exhausted. Okay, excessive caffeine when we're tired and bringing in sugary foods to that, especially uber processed foods, can lead to energy spikes and crashes. Okay, we feel that surge and then we hit the deck sometimes quite literally. So we want to opt for moderate amounts of caffeine and keep that to earlier into the day um, as you start to approach. The rule of thumb here, the easiest way to remember this is the half-life of caffeine can be different for everyone, but rule of thumb, if you are going to be drinking a caffeine high intake of caffeine through the afternoon from around 2pm onwards, then your half-life of that caffeine, which means that half of it will still be in your system, by 10, 11 p.m. at night. So we want to ensure that you are not creating a knock-on domino effect of exhaustion and tiredness by bringing in caffeine to the brain. Now, as we bring caffeine into the body, what then happens is there is this chemical that we release inside our body and our brain. This neurochemical tells us that it's time for sleep. We're tired. Okay, adenosine. So adenosine builds up throughout the day once we are awake and we're in wakened form. But as the day goes on, that then starts to become more of a buildup. We get what's called the sleep pressure. And that's when we've all had it. We get a little bit 
touchy and agitated, we're very exhausted, our eyes are closing and we're really ready for sleep time. Now what happens with adenosine and caffeine is that caffeine will almost counteract on that. So it will tell adenosine, hey, I'm in the party place now and, and we're, we're lively, we're not tired, no, you're not coming out to play yet. But adenosine is still there, adenosine is still building up, they're at the party too. But caffeine is telling our brain that we are alert, we need to stay more alert right now, okay, we're not going to fall into this sleep pressure state. But the sleep pressure state is still there. So it almost masks the adenosine buildup. It doesn't take it away. So we just need to be aware of this. And that if you are someone who is highly sensitive to caffeine, then you may want to make your cutoff time a little bit earlier in the day and say that potentially, you know, no more caffeine from 11am or midday just to set it off nicely. But this is your choice. So limit caffeine and you are going to be onto a good winner. Okay, I promise you, it's not the devil and it will not cause you to be growing a second head like sugar is also not the devil and will not cause you to grow a second head. Like many, many nutritionists and health um, gurus, if we call them that, (laughs) will make it out to be. You can still enjoy the foods that bring you fun and happiness, but we sure just want to make sure that it's not being brought in as a primary tool for when we are feeling low energy can be tempting to turn to caffeine and sugar to help, but please trust me when I say it's not going to help you in the long run, okay? Knowing that it will be short-lived and may have an impact on your sleep should hopefully be enough for you to say, okay, I'm still going to enjoy the miniature bar of chocolate or the small Fredo bar or this little, you know, bite-sized mini whatever, biscuit, sweetie, treat, Whatever you, whatever you fancy, it does not matter. But what we do need to be mindful about is that that will not be your primary care in the event that you are feeling exhausted. Instead, we want to look at how you can incorporate some of these really easy steps that I'm going to talk about in a second to support your body and your mind during this time of feeling low energy, fatigued or tired. So I want to move on to supplements. Now supplements can be a very helpful addition to your routine during menopause. And this is something that I get asked a lot about. So I want to give you five supplements that may contribute to increased energy levels. Noting that if you are going to invest in or try any of these supplements, please do so alongside a qualified and trained nutritionist or healthcare specialist. So vitamin B complex complex as in there are more than just one B vitamin. B vitamins play a crucial role in energy metabolism, so we want to consider a B complex supplement to support all our overall energy production. Now that's if you are not getting enough intake through your foods. For example, B12 is a supplemented form. We would need to take this if we are vegan. Reason being, well, vegan or veggie really, All of the B vitamin bioavailability is inside animal product. So if you are not consuming animal products, predominantly vegan lifestyle, then you are going to need to supplement with a B12. Okay, that's just non-negotiable. Second up, omega-3. Now these omega-3 fatty acids, again, are available and bioavailable within our foods, 
but these are found predominantly in fish oil or algae as a supplement and have massive anti-inflammatory properties, can really support in helping combat fatigue and cognitive function. So we want to make sure that if you're not eating two portions of oily fish per week, that you are supplementing with an omega-3 and make sure that it contains EPA and DHA. You will get enough of your ALA through foods. Number three, vitamin D. Many people, especially those with limited sun exposure, may have low vitamin D levels. I know living in Scotland, we do not get enough sun exposure. So I have for many years supplemented my vitamin D as has my family. So this vitamin is essential for bone health and overall well-being. It's also great for your immune and your energy stores. So don't skip it. It's essential for more than just energy. And this is another non-negotiable one that each of my clients will be encouraged to consider. When I say encouraged to consider or invited to consider is because I will never prescribe and say you must, but I will always, as part of our health assessment, review where you are maybe running deficient. And we would look to do bloods to establish that before we can then understand what foods can support versus what supplements are required. Point four, magnesium. Ooh, another beautiful one. So magnesium supports muscle and nerve function and may alleviate some symptoms that are related to insomnia. Okay, they can be really supportive, magnesium itself, in muscle cramps and contributing to better sleep in those that maybe have disruption through restless legs, for example. This is a great supplement to consider. So we favour, within Adele Johnston Coaching, a magnesium glycinate with our menopausal clients for their health. Number five, adaptogens. This is an interesting one. Many of you will be excited when I say this and others will be thinking, what is she talking about? So when we think about adaptogens, adaptogens, we want to consider incorporating to some degree into our dietary intake. Now we can do this through certain foods, but we are predominantly going to find them in adaptogenic herbs like ashwagandha, KSM 66. Now, if you are someone who is already familiar with ashwagandha KSM 66, it needs no explanation. But this is a brilliant root extract that has a lot of research in it. Just jump into Google. I know Dr. Google, we're going to stay away from that doctor. But jump into Google and type in ashwagandha PubMed and you will get up a lot of research articles that you can just enjoy reading. But the KSM 66 extract from the root of the herb of the plant it's plant-based. If you build this into your routine, it can help the body adapt to stress. This has been shown to naturally support balancing your, your cortisol levels. Yeah, the stress hormone. It has been shown to support energy levels. And if you're looking to incorporate anything like this, again, please make sure that you consult a nutritionist or healthcare provider who can support this with you. If you're unsure, email me and my team and we will support you. Now let's explore holistic practices. Okay, again, another really interesting part of what I do 
And the reason why I'm studying my master's in psychology and human behavior just now is because when we explore holistic practices, these can massively contribute to improving our energy levels during our menopause years. Here's what we know. And these areas are often underrated. They can be passed off by many as just woo-woo stuff. I do love a bit of woo-woo, I won't lie. And actually, they really significantly improve and help. So, holistic practice number one. This is not going to shock you. Regular movement. A given. Let's engage in regular physical movement every single day. I am not going to tell you you need to go and join the gym and get to the gym seven days a week. Instead, I'm going to encourage you to be incorporating a mix of cardiovascular based movement, where we think about this as, aka as we call it in Adele Johnson coaching, sweaty boob movement. We want to get sweaty boobs with what we do. Cardio based movement, aka sweaty boobs. We want to bring in some strength training or resistance training, both the same thing. And we want to ensure that we are including some flexibility stretching exercises. So exercise, this can massively boost your energy. Number of reasons for that, but it also improves your mood and can really significantly promote overall health and well-being. Okay, we were made to move. We were not made to be sedentary. It can feel difficult to move your body your mind, everything is just telling you no when you're feeling exhausted. I get that. And this is where you have choice. Now it can, and I fully appreciate it. I have gone through a very, very low period of my hormones myself recently, and it's been very difficult at times to move my body when I felt that exhausted. But this is where I've overcome this through basic steps for health. A gentle walk is all you need when you are feeling that tired. So we want to haul our ass outside in the fresh air and get walking, even just for 10 minutes. And I promise you, this will help. Number two, stress management. Practice stress reducing techniques such as mindfulness. I have an episode that you can go back and listen to that has a beautiful five senses mindful meditation that you can do when you're out on a walk. So beautifully invited to take that on board and listen to it. Meditation, deep breathing, exercises that really help to reduce any stress that you have going on inside your body and mind. Because chronic stress can contribute to fatigue way more than you or I can ever comprehend. So finding ways to manage your stress is crucial. Okay, not just a nice to have, it's crucial. And we want to make this a daily practice. So if you can build in these mindfulness, meditation, deep breathing, exercises, just throughout the day, then you're going to be on to a winner. So we get regular movement, we reduce our stress through stress management. And that moves us beautifully into point three, adequate sleep opportunity. Ensure you're getting enough quality sleep. It can be quite easy to take ourselves off to bed. An hour goes by, we're still pottering around, we're still on our mobile phones, we're still scrolling social media. It doesn't help. So we want to create a relaxing bedtime routine 
really limit your screen time before bed, we have a rule of an hour before bedtime, no screen time. Maintain a consistent sleep schedule. Doesn't mean that you have to get into bed at the same time every single night, but if you can, encourage yourself to do so. You might journal. You might read a chapter of your book. It does not matter as long as you're giving yourself sleep opportunity. If you're failing to get plenty of sleep in your life, you're in this cycle that can leave you feeling drained every day. So something has to break that cycle. And that might just be you saying, I'm going to bring my sleep opportunity forward by half an hour and just get into bed and just see what happens. Number four, acupuncture. Now this might be new to some of you, but many women find relief from menopausal symptoms through acupuncture. We find that it can help with fatigue. And we can also see that this basically is like a traditional Chinese medicine practice, can really support with relaxation. It involves inserting really thin needles, don't be scared, (laughs) into specific points on the body. And it can really help promote balance and flow within your energy of your body. So give it a try if you've never tried it before, but please do work with a trained and qualified specialist for this. Do not be coming telling me that you went to some rogue operator. Number five, stretch and flow. Gentle forms of movement like yoga, for example, can improve your flexibility, can really support reducing stress and can enhance your overall energy levels as a result. And they also provide this beautiful opportunity for that mindfulness and relaxation. So see how each of these points start to become intertwined and flow in beautifully to point number six, self-cares and rest. This is not lazy. When you need to take rest, please give yourself permission to rest when needed. It can bring up a lot of guilt and shame around not doing enough. And trust me, taking even 10 minutes of self-cares to just afford yourself a mini rest period can support your mind and body beautifully at this time. It might be going off to have a bath. It might be taking just 10 minutes to lie on the bed or the sofa, close your eyes down and just give yourself a moment to focus on your breath. So as we wrap up today's episode, I would love to invite you to remember that everyone's experience with menopause is unique. It's essential that we understand this because for some of us, exhaustion and fatigue can be the worst issue, challenge, problem that we have in our menopause journey. And many will not understand. For others, it might not even be something that you get regularly, if at all. But please do make sure that you consult with a healthcare professional before making any significant changes to your diet, to any supplements, or to any of the things that we've discussed in today's episode. These top tips, supplements, and holistic practices are shared with you with love, from a place of consideration, and permission for you to do your own research. So if you found this episode helpful, I encourage you to share it with someone that you think may benefit. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button. The more subscriptions that we have, the more we can create this content and reach more and more people around this beautiful world. And if you're ready to get started on your own journey, 
then I have some exciting news for you. I've opened five new private one-to-one support spaces inside either of my signature programs. You will have a dedicated health coach to support your own health goals, whether that be to increase muscle tone, decrease body fat and unwanted weight gain, and enhance your confidence and happiness. We have you covered. So as qualified nutritionists, my team and I have your health at the forefront of everything we do. And six months with us as your menopause coaches, your entire life will be transformed. And I don't say that lightly. So if you're ready to be abundantly supported and use my proven three steps to success formula, the reclamation formula, then you will have everything that you need and want to be successful in your own menopause journey to a healthier, happier, more confident you. So click the link in the show notes or drop me an email or DM me on Instagram and let's get you started. I want to thank you for joining us today. Until next time, take brilliant care of yourself and those around you and I will see you next week. I truly hope this episode has sparked something vibrant inside of you. I ask only one thing. To help keep these episodes coming, please subscribe and share with another in your life. That's how we reach more women worldwide and we help them step into their power. Because together we are working to remove any of the stigma and taboo that surrounds menopause. This does not need to be a daunting, a scary, a taboo time in anyone's life. So together, let's make menopause mainstream.